This podcast is brought to you by Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development's Grains Directorate. Hello and welcome to our Grains Convo podcast series focusing on areas of broadacre grains research. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in broadacre crops. You can now download and subscribe to DeepHead's Grains Convo podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My name is Cindy Webster and I'm a research agronomist based at DeepHead's Narogen office. Today I'm talking with Svetlana Micic, a DeepHead research scientist based in Albany, about the impact snails have on broadacre crops and how to manage them. Svet has previously spoken in this podcast series about Australian plague locusts and grasshoppers. Welcome back, Svet. How are you going, Cindy? Well, thank you. What are the main species of snails that impact WA broadacre crops? Well, we've got three main species, the round, but they can be put into two groups, the round snails and the conical snails. Uh, the round snails have a round shell, so we have the white Italian, which, whose shell is completely white. We also have the vineyard snail, which usually has a um, brown stripe, a consecutive brown stripe on the shell. Um, and then we've got the conical snail. Now, Realistically, the differences between them um, are just for people who are interested in species, but for control, the round snails tend to stay up and above ground, whereas the conical snails over summer have a burrowing habit and tend to be found inside the stem of plants. So it's really a good idea to know what you've got because the timing of control and things like that are very similar for those species, but for management practices, um, you do need to know what you've got because if you're controlling things above ground, round snails are easy to control, whereas the conical snails are a bit more difficult. And how did these snails get introduced into WA? All of these snails are introduced from the Mediterranean region in Europe. That's where their home habitat is. They've come across on goods and they've moved out into broadacre farming areas, usually through movement of machinery or people. And why are snails such a significant cropping pest? Unfortunately, snails are lovely to eat in France, but in our part of the world, what they tend to do is to feed on germinating crops, and they can be a little bit difficult to control. So the round snails are more likely to encounter baits, but we do tend to find that the small pointed or the conical snails are just that little bit more difficult because when you have a germinating crop, the baits compete with the crop to control the snail. So if the snail's got a choice and it comes across a plant first, it will chew, chew on the plant before it chews on a bait. Do these snails pose a risk across the whole WA grain belt? The good news is that the predicted distribution for snails is mainly in the higher rainfall areas around the coastal strip. The round snails tend to have a preference for being found in soils with a higher calcium content, whereas the small pointed snails can be found across all snow or across all soil types. However, Having said that, we have had issues with snails in some of our low rainfall regions, such as salmon gums. So if a snail can survive at salmon gums, I think it can probably survive in quite a few places in our wheat belt. And with regards to the snail biology, when do growers ideally need to manage snails? What we really need to do is to stop snails before they start breeding. So we need to 
to manage them before the eggs are laid and the timing of egg lay does depend on rainfall. So what we need to do is look to see where you've got snails. This is a good idea that if you're in an area where there's lots of round snails, go and have a look in summer because the round snails are quite easy to see up on top of vegetation. The small conical snails are a little bit harder to see, so you do need to look inside stubble, um, under stubble, and search to see if you have any there. And then if there's a rain event over summer, some people have decided to bait then, but I'd suggest only patch baiting and then looking to see if you've had a good kill. Uh, Have a look at what um, is happening in terms of summer rainfall. So the modelling we've done shows that if we have rainfall in February, you do tend to have earlier egg laying. So, yeah, tend to have um, egg laying starting from mid-March. If we have later rainfall, egg laying starts from mid-April. So we do suggest baiting from mid-March to mid-April. And you've mentioned looking for snails. Do you have any other tips for what's the best way to check that you do have snails on your property? It's a re- That's simple to say, look, go and look, but it is actually quite difficult because snails are patchy in their distribution and it's not as if you can uh, just wander along and have an even distribution of snails. They're very, very patchy, but rule of thumb is in summer, if there's any green plant material, so um, you've got any weeds, even thistles, uh, kick open kick over a thistle, lift up the green plant and if you do have snails, they will be congregating under that green plant Um, and that will give you an indication that you have snails. But the other place to actually look is around the garden because that's where most snails do get introduced onto farms is from pot plants from town brought in that happen to have a snail on them. So if you have snails in the garden, then look at the paddock nearest the house and if you've got snails there, it might be time to have a think. And for growers that are finding snails, what are the recommended threshold numbers before growers need to think about controlling them? That's a really good question and I'd love to give you an answer. This is the number per square metre, but because snails are so patchy, We've gone away from giving you a, this is the number to control at. What we're trying to say is if you've got snails, you need to manage them and manage them, manage the population because eradication isn't an option. So if the snails are found in a paddock, say you find them for the first time and it's a small discrete patch, bait that small discrete patch. If, however, you've bought a farm and the snails are present in Throughout a paddock, you'll need to bait that paddock fence line to fence line or apply management option fence line to fence line to drop numbers right down. And consider also that if you do have snails, uh, watch the machinery that's going into those snaily paddocks. Um, Try and clean it. But having said that, growers who've cleaned their equipment after going into um, snaily paddocks, trying to minimise the spread of snails, have found that um, it works for about six years. After six years, they did find they were getting snails in their snail-free paddocks. And you've mentioned baiting. Can we delve a bit more into what management methods are available to control snails? For example, is there a before sowing and after sowing um, management 
recommendations? Really, what we want you to do is to control snails, put in management techniques before they lay eggs. So, and this comes down to when are they going to lay eggs? Well, if the rain has occurred, say we've had an early rain from February to March, well, we can expect that egg laying will occur um, from March, from late March onwards, and that might coincide at the same time as seeding. So um, if seeding's occurring, your only option is to bait straight after. However, if we have rainfall and you're not going to be seeding until April and you've had, um, say, a February rainfall event, we do recommend mid baiting from mid-March um, and that may not coincide at the time of seeding. So there may be more than one uh, bait application needed. And also bear in mind that with a single bait application, you don't get 100% kill. So it depends on what the snail population feels like doing. Sometimes we've had low kills as of 50% and that just comes down to that the population just wasn't actively feeding at that time. But unfortunately, early in the season, um, your only option is to bait. And if you notice snails are attacking uh, germinating plants, again, your only option is to bait. And when you're baiting, you really need to look at an even bait distribution and looking at applying baits that have at least 30 bait points per square metre. The more bait points you have, the more likely it is a snail will encounter a bait rather than a uh, crop. And Svet, do you have any post-management tips just to make sure that these snails have been effectively eradicated? Well, during summer, there are more options. So if you notice snails... Uh, after harvest, uh, you can. There are some techniques that can be done um, during the summer. So what we have found with, and this is why it's good to know what species you've got, because the round snails being up on top of stubble, there are techniques such as cabling, stubble crunching, um, mechanical movement over the top of the soil will decrease numbers of the round snails. Those same techniques do not work on the small pointed or the conical snail because this snail has a burrowing habit and can be found in the stems of, say, canola or under the ground. And and research done by Stirlings to Coast Group has found that those techniques have not been very effective. But what we've found, what has been effective, is strategic burning. Now, you can't do this in all years and you can't do this in all paddocks, but windrowing canola after harvest and burning the windrow lines can cause a significant reduction in snail numbers. So in our trials in the burnt area prior to burning, we had 200 snails per square metre in the uh, under the stubble, under the windrowed stubble, and then in the standing stubble we had 10 snails per square metre. After burning, where just the windrows were burnt, we got no live snails. However, again, that does pose a risk an erosion risk and again um, the heavier paddocks but the light sandy paddocks that may not be an option and if you do have small pointed snails in those paddocks um, baiting is usually your only option and before baiting from fence line to fence line it's a really good idea to make sure snails are actively feeding they do um, actively move after a five mil rainfall event but patch bait see what your kills like before you consider baiting Defence line, defence line. Thank you for joining us today, Svet. 
You have just listened to Svetlana Michic, Deep Head Research Scientist. More information on identifying and managing broadacre snails can be found on the Deep Head website www.agric.wa.gov.au. My name is Cindy Webster and thank you for listening.